1: The NCAA Tournament Committee is so thrilled to have MSU they put them right up front. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write, presented by Rocket Mortgage.
2: Rocket Mortgage, baby! OW!
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined, of course, by my co-host with I'm joined by Greg. Greg, how you doing, buddy? Great. You're joined by the man that crosses out on the
0: copy what you were gonna say right there, as you are saying it. That's what I bring to the podcast.
1: And I am joined by also my friend who does not ruin my flow, a Boborowski impersonator, Alex Plum. Alex Plum, how you doing?
3: That's a technical foul. (laughs)
1: Uh... (laughs) <laughs> two T's. We're going to get into some bow a bit later uh, on in the pod. Thank you, and of course. Some
0: double technicals
1: and some double technicals. Uh, of course, thank you for listening to the pod. If we could ask you a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. You know, you see the tweet, give it a like, give it a retweet. We really appreciate it. Of course, if we could ask, I know you're listening right now. Just click pause, go in. It takes two seconds. Rate, review, and if you've not smashed the subscribe button, please do. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Gentlemen, we have kind of a normal pod, but yet a very unique pod. We are recording after Selection Sunday, so the structure of the show is going to be as follows. We are, of course, going to do our famed Green Wall segment, where we recap the news that was. But we're also going to do some previews of the games to be in our Green Wall segment. Uh, We're going to head off Grand River, cover some news that is not directly applicable to uh, to the Spartan Hoops or Spartan football. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to take the Twitter questions to wrap the show. Um, so, uh, guys, do we want to start right with the, the the latest news, or do we want to talk about the Maryland game or just chat about it later?
0: Let's do it in chronological order. Right. I didn't get to watch the Maryland game, but it sounds like people hated
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh,
3: unpleasant.
1: So um, I really should have pulled up the box score, but uh, here I'll give you the gist of what happened. Greg um, uh, MSU seemed to shoot the ball. Well, for the first time ever mm. uh, got up, I believe 11, maybe 13 points really was just flowing. Rocket looked good. Gabe dunked the ball. Threes were falling. It was great. And then Bo Borowski, who had misplaced his whistle Found it. And so MSU went from being up 11, 13 points to uh, Maryland clawing their way back in. In the first half, they had a 79% free throw rate, um, which for those who don't know, is essentially the rate at which their points came from free throws. Uh, Maryland was down, I think at one point in time, maybe four on us, and they had only had four made buckets the entire game. Uh, and, and we were well into the first half. So Maryland, uh, clawed their way back in. And And, then,
0: and it looks like here, MSU had, uh, 30 points for approximately seven
1: game minutes to open the, uh, second half. (laughs) Oh, it was ugly, ugly in the second half. I mean, you can't blame it all on officiating. I won't, uh, though you do have to wonder, like you, you can't, you can't pretend like uh, Maryland having hope and getting back in it and the disruption of MSU's flow didn't also have a consequence on the game. Correct. So, uh, is Borowski the prime mover? Yes. And I blame him wholeheartedly.
0: Plum, how many acts during that game? What was our accometer
3: at? I was so angry I wasn't even acting.
1: This mean,
0: was
3: post-ack. We were, we were beyond act. We were unackable, some I'm would ne- say. I've never seen it done. Post-ack. I just... Wow. It was... Um, it was tough to watch. This was a game. We knew how this would go. We'd seen it before. It was a really a, a duplicate game to what we had just played a few weeks, you know, before um, it, it was again, Izzo was just out coached. Frankly, this was a team that didn't try anything new um, from what we'd already seen. We could not manage small ball. Our shots wouldn't fall. Uh, Rockets mom didn't come. You know, there was just a lot that went wrong for us. And I think if we learn a single lesson from this, it's that, um, I know we're going to talk about UCLA kind of the, the team profile being a little bit similar, more similar to Maryland. Than maybe we are comfortable for, but I'm telling you the secret to this in the final analysis is get rocket Watts's damn
1: mom at the damn game. Uh, yeah. So I just, I will also say Aaron Henry got effectively shut down by, um, is it, uh, Darren Morrell more, um, I'm finding his last name Morsell. Sorry, Daryl Morsell, who was the defensive player of the year for, for the big 10. Um, Henry only had 12 points, um, three steals in a block, which are great, but had six turnovers. Um, so that's not great. Um, Malik Hall, uh, despite at first seemingly not able to get the bucket in the hole, ends up with 19 points, which was, uh, wonderful to see. um, Rocket had a rough game. Uh, Marcus Bingham also had a nice night with only 14 minutes. He had five boards, seven points, one block, one steal. So, uh, I mean, look, there's not a lot to like about this game. Um, Josh Langford, uh, seemingly got in a bad mood at some point in time. Joey Hauser in 13 minutes, essentially fouled out. So, you know, uh, uh, not great.
0: Jack Hoiberg got himself another six minutes. Mm-hmm. Club, club six trill
1: time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, fantastic. Hoiberg also did manage to to see the stat line with a foul and a turnover.
0: There you go. And On a point, the board,
1: Jack. And a point. He he went fifty percent from the free throw line.
0: Six trill and one. All right. So that's Maryland. The Big Ten tournament didn't work out. Some of us kind of identified that that was going to happen. Uh, so let's talk about the NCAA tournament, gentlemen, how stressed were you when it fell to the final, uh, the final region and MSU's number had not yet been called, where was your, where was the ACO meter plum?
3: When I heard them announce the Spartans of UNC Greenville, (laughs) I, my heart jumped, and I was like, Spartans! Yes, this is great! And then it was not great. It was un, un-great. It was un-great. I did not like it, in fact.
1: Did so, not care for green. Yeah, Day. they were
0: just, like, inventing teams with Spartans as the uh, as the uh, the mascot to troll us. I think there were, like, eight teams in the bracket with Spartans. There, there aren't that many teams known as the Spartans, but they all
1: made it in. They NCAA all tournament. made it in. So uh Jonesy, who do we got? Uh so we are in one of the first four play-in games. Uh so we are playing UCLA in the east to be the 11th seed. Um it's uh we'll preview it in a second, but I I guess let's do you want to talk about the bracket at, at large first? Yeah. Um so you know the 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 streak remains alive. Uh, and I think we're going to chat a little bit about that, uh, in a minute, but let's say for now that it does. And, um, I know that Tom Izzo is not thrilled about having to be in a play-in game and that the head of the committee, (laughs) what do you have the quote up, Greg? Uh,
0: no, but he basically says like, we looked at it and then we looked at it a couple other times and then we found a way to make MSU UCLA one of the playing games because it <laughs> was better for television that way is essentially what he said. And then and when, he said,
1: "Of course I'm being facetious," <laughs> which then Ron Howard said, "He was not. He was." <laughs> or,
0: ah! You you keep saying that word. And I, I don't think it means we I don't you mean. think you. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, there is the the list of tournament seeds, and MSU is 43rd of 68 teams, which, of course, makes sense because a lot of the small conference uh, automatic bids fill out the, the lower portions of that list. But there are major conference at-large bids below MSU, including UCLA, Wichita State, uh, I mean, Oregon State, Georgetown. Just because you got the automatic bid doesn't mean you can't be in a play-in game, you know. Drake, you see, like, I mean, there are other teams that could have been in there, including Syracuse.
3: Oh, well, and Alex said, we should come back to Syracuse, but I want to ask this more philosophical question. If you, by being one of the last four in, have we technically made the tournament?
0: That's the next question. I mean, my answer is yes, you're there.
1: Are you? It's a game seated by the NCAA tournament committee. So. You you have made the tournament. Um, it's called the last four in.
0: I, this has never had to be debated before. Okay, I, when it, when they introduced these games, the big uh, discussion was why are there now sixty eight teams in the tournament instead of sixty four? It wasn't do those four teams even count? It was outrage that there were now sixty eight instead of sixty four.
1: So... Uh, you will notice some shade, uh, coming from some people later on in Twitter questions. And, uh, and I, I do think it is fair to say that if you want to, um, shut those people up, win this game.
3: Yeah, well, that's right. And I think that's the question, isn't it? That, uh, can we?
0: Speaking of people that are that have things to say, Izzo is currently at the mic talking about the seeding, correct? And he's uh, not. I, I hope he's no
1: it? longer at the mic. I hope he <laughs> sat down. But yes, he is not thrilled.
0: And what's the argument there that they just, you know, because MSU has beaten two of the one seeds and a two seed that they're deserving of a better seed than this?
1: Yeah, uh, they also beat a, a what? a a 9 or a 10 seed um they beat a 10 seed they beat another 10 or no they've not beat another 10 seed um but yeah that's the gist of his argument is that you know you have that two of your one seeds we've beaten we've beaten one of your two seeds um we played competitively once against one of your two seeds like you know um played competitively against a four seed I mean, not that you're looking for... Played quality. competitively
0: is a really nice euphemism for lost.
1: Yes, too. it is. You're welcome. Uh, but you, I mean, like, I guess my point being, and I'm certainly Izzo isn't saying this, but if we had to play Purdue again, if we had to play Wisconsin again, mm. Wisconsin being a nine. What's uh,
0: interesting about this euphemism that you've chosen is that actually the metric that all MSU fans hate right now, the net... Does account for close losses
3: like that. Well, Izzo did not like that. The net is a joke, he says.
0: <laughs> the net is a joke.
3: If the net really had an impact, which it seems like it must have, that's an embarrassment to our profession. End quote.
0: Well, that's because he's just out here trying to support the Kevin Pauget index. That's
1: it. That, mm, nope. That's, that's what he's doing. No, that's that, that, that's not going to work out for him when he looks at it.
0: Uh, where are where is MSU in the in the KPI? much worse. (laughs) So Tom, you got to work things out in your own house. First, you march your way on over to 1855 place right now. And you give KP a piece of your mind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's not, it's not great. Uh, It is not great.
0: MSU is where it is in all of these metrics, because when it lost, it lost by a thousand points. And it is relevant. that. It is relevant. Getting absolutely destroyed is more than just an L. You know, it's a significant L, especially when that team is Rutgers. So what do you guys think about this seating? Where are you at on it?
3: 11 is appropriate to be sure. Um, Probably should be a 17, frankly, but it kind of feels like maybe we are a 17 with this play-in game. Effectively, Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think you'll always be able to find a team that did better, did worse, is poorly ranked comparatively. I think, uh, you know, Syracuse does not have quite the same resume. I don't know how, I think, Jones, you were saying this before, the, before we hit play on this thing, that Syracuse jumped like nine spots in uh, Kempom over the last week, which is befuddling. I don't know how that happened unless it was because all the rest of those teams dropped out of the ACC tournament and there was some sort of like net effect that kind of just boosted them but otherwise it makes it makes no sense i mean the the top one you know we've got wins
1: over you know two one seeds here uh, big well, games well i think if you want to you want to pinpoint something colgate 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 is nine in the net and yet is a 14 seed yeah i i mean and probably as they should be but <laughs> like, right. i don't know that anyone's really worried about colgate
0: and the net, again, is one of several metrics that are being considered here. It's not the whole thing. They don't set the seeding off of the net. So I- I'm with Plum on this. Personally, I used all my outrage two years ago when we ended up in Duke's bracket. I used all my sadness last year when there was no tournament. Yep. Yeah. I'm just thrilled to be there for right now. He's welcome to say what he wants, as yep. far as I'm concerned. But for me personally, I'm excited to see this MSU UCLA game on Thursday. Um and I'm happy that MSU is in the tournament.
1: Yes. Um so yes, we have a we have the UCLA game and then we will be playing after that, uh BYU. We'll do uh some some previews on each one of them. Um so I guess uh anything else we want to say about the seating and or Maryland before we, Uh,
0: I'm just glad that they went back to the standard selection Sunday show rather than having Charles Barkley pretend that he's ever watched a college basketball (laughs) (laughs) in his entire life. Mm -hmm. I love the TNT guy when they're talking, you know, NBA, that's fine, but Oh God, twisting their arm to make them talk, pretend that they watched college basketball And then to like reveal the bracket over two hours, that was
3: awful. It was the worst, worst experience of anyone's life, but they got, I mean, good for them. They listened
1: because they were so thoroughly shat upon that, that that didn't really stand a chance. And I was thankful that they, they made it through the tournament field at a relatively decent clip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, uh, they, they got through it. So Um, that
0: team uh gumble and in kellogg and uh, that's such a great team i love those guys like i'm excited to have clark on some games
1: sure okay uh as long as we don't have any bill walton i'll be good okay particularly that bad take
0: awful take oh god continue Just because
1: our first opponent is UCLA, a team that Bill Walton has called quite a few games for, uh, is
0: from the Conference of Champions,
1: yeah. Uh, Bill Walton, (laughs) UCLA, he's in my head, man. Uh, (laughs) did you see the clip recently of him just making buffalo noises when during the Colorado (laughs) game? Uh, Dave, whatever the guy you know, the guy that he calls games with, yeah, uh, his foil was was trying to like read ad copy, <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Walton is over there making buffalo noises.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, uh, so UCLA for the play-in game, also an 11 seed. They finished uh, or playing for the 11 seed. They are. Uh, they finished fourth in the pack, uh, 17 and 19. We'll get to some of their losses in a second, but they are Ken Palm 44 overall, 26 on offense, 86 on defense. Tempo is 332 um, for comparison's sake. Uh, let's just uh, Oh, I'm out of date. Do you have Ken Palm up for Michigan State?
0: I do. Uh, MSU's
3: tempo is 166. Yeah, I was going to say nowhere near the 300s. I mean, I think that... that, So when we talk about this, you know, their defense is... I mean, 86 is... I think we're much better in defense, right? Where are we at?
1: Yeah, so we're 56th overall in Ken Palm, 98 on offense, 32nd on defense. Yeah, so that's... You know, I mean, our offense has been, as we all know, really
3: hit or miss. Uh, you know, Henry's going to mostly miss. So if Henry can have a good game. If Watts can come and back him up a little bit, maybe Hauser learns how to shoot from the paint. Th- those things, if we have any consistency there, where we can really take them on is in tempo. Obviously, that's we have a huge advantage there, especially in big-time play. But I think you guys talked about it before we started, it was the defense is really going to be um, a key for us.
1: Yeah, hopefully the weaker defense on the uh, on the behalf of the Bruins will be a boon to Michigan State. Um, as I mentioned, uh, UCLA went 17 and 19. they had uh, or not 17 17 and 9 sorry um, with losses in, to San Diego State, Ohio State can't relate to that. Uh, Stanford, USC twice, Colorado, Oregon and Oregon State finishing the year on a four game losing streak um the the bad news here gentlemen is that um there are some similarities between UCLA and Maryland in terms of their size hmm. um UCLA does have one guard who is uh on the smaller side at 511 which tells me he's probably 510 um but the uh largely and they've got a couple guys who are six nine, six ten. But it's it's a lot of guys who get some minutes who are six, six to six, eight. Um, the they have multiple people who score in the double digits. Uh, leading them is Johnny Juzang, uh, which I think is a great name, who's six six two ten. to ten. He's averaging 14 points per game. Uh, it seems like uh, he's got a bit of an Aaron Henry game to him, but much less good on defense, mm. much less good. Um, the, you know, the, the way, the place that the comp on Maryland falls apart, though, is on defense. And so, uh, you know, let's, let's be clear about what Maryland was in, in terms of we're looking at them as a genuine foil and the ways that it, it just seems like they were not a good matchup for us. Uh, it's because they got back, played great defense. And, um, UCLA does not do those things. So, um, there's hope, uh, you know, in the bit of research we've been able to pull together, but uh, it should be an interesting game in terms of the size matchups for for Michigan State.
0: The other bad news is that their coach, Mick Cronin, who you may remember from Cincinnati, uh, this will be his first tournament game with the Bruins. And, of course, we all know Mick hates the tournament and, you know, never wants to go back after the first weekend, um, losing... <laughs> all the time in the round of 64 and the round of 32. The problem is this is to get into the round of 64. Mm. So he just likes being there. Yeah. Just, but just once, maybe, maybe he'll be like mm, Dayton. Fantastic. Son check the box. Let's go home boys. Let's go back to, L- to LA um, as he usually does uh, when he's in the tournament. But um, no, this is, uh, I'm looking forward to this. The comp isn't great. Um matchups are the whole thing in March. What are the two things? The the two adages about March, right? It's all about the matchups, and it's all you gotta have three guys going in March. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at the Maryland box score, MSU has 1.2 guys going.
1: So <laughs>
0: anyway, uh we'll see. But
1: so yeah, uh other quick programming note is uh folks may not be used to this, but the tournament is starting a bit later this season. So this game will be played on a Thursday TBD on time, but normally you'd be seeing actual, you'd be normally seeing the field of 64 playing on Thursday. Um, and, uh, these games will be starting on Thursday. And so I assume that means we will be playing Saturday and Monday as well. Good God. (laughs) So we'll be back in time for the Texas preview is what I'm saying. But up next is BYU after we beat UCLA.
0: Pub, what do you want to tell us about
3: BYU? Well, they are making, we're making up for the football game. We didn't play. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully. hopefully. Well, let's win in Dayton. Let's get back to Aaron Henry's hometown. That's my point. Listen, uh, Brigham Young University. They have a Mormon God on their side and, Mm. uh, their temple clothing, which they can only wear inside the temple, uh, Kempom 24. So you're not supposed to know about that.
2: You're not
3: actually, I saw it on TikTok, So I'm apparently, I'm, I'm in the know, uh, Kempom 24, They're 28 on offense, 26 on defense and one ninety nine on tempo. So a very slight edge to the Spartans on tempo, but otherwise we will have very much our work cut out for us. Uh, I think the key takeaway here for BYU though, is that their, their strength is in their balance. And so if you can really combine that, um, that edge in offense with, with a strong defensive performance. Uh, We're, you know, we're going to have a playing game against UCLA. Let's say we win that, but we're tired. We're going to have work to do. I think with these guys, they are 20 and six uh, second in their conference. Um, No, it's not the big 10. Let's be clear. But, um, but, but, uh, but it's still something, you know, Uh, they've only lost twice since uh, the end of January. And both times were to Gonzaga which, again, says a lot about this team, um, probably more about Gonzaga. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you did the real profile on this, though, Greg. Yeah, and
0: worth pointing out, that second game against Gonzaga, that was tied with five minutes to play. So, you know, that's the number one overall seed in the tournament and number one in Ken Palm as well. Now, that uh, said, of course, them- we... No.
3: We also beat uh, two of the number one seeds in the tournament this year. Yeah. Here, here, here. So here. Did, did, did BYU do that? Uh,
0: <laughs> did, did remind me? Did did Syracuse do that? Oh, uh, oh, also of note, for a friend, blast from the past. Matt Harms from wow.
3: Purdue is oh. on the
0: Cougs and wow. leading them in blocks. Uh, but he's not really that relevant. What's most important for BYU is that they. They have two guys that can light it up from three. They've got two dudes shooting over 45% with plenty of attempts, Uh, guards, Barcelo and Nell that, uh, I mean, you've got to lock those guys down on the perimeter. Otherwise they're going to hit. They're going to just rain on you. They also do a pretty good job of offensive rebounding. Uh, Caleb Loner is one of their forwards and he's getting plenty of offensive boards a game as well. So Boarding usually something that you can take adva- take for granted with
1: a Tom Izzo team could be kind of tough in this game, possible. Uh, BYU also one in three against the top twenty five. That's mm. interesting. Do you know what? Do you know what Michigan State is? Uh, probably a little bit better than that. Five and six. Oh.
0: What's uh BYU strength of schedule?
1: Uh, I'm Fifth. Off. Wait, no, this far. can't be right.
0: That's our strength of schedule, isn't it? Yeah,
1: well, it, uh, CBS Sports, get your stuff fixed because you are saying that they have the fifth strength of the schedule. That's not, that's literally not possible. That's
0: not true. Uh, theirs is 73rd on Ken Palm. MSU's is like fifth. So uh, they're, you know, they're hitting a lot of shots. MSU's is eighth. Um, hitting a lot of shots, but the level of competition has not been as high as MSU has faced this
1: season. No. Um, so, uh, with any luck, we'll be able to give BYU a rude awakening and, um, you know, say hey to Texas the week after or the, you know, the two days after. So we'll be able to preview that game for the next pod, but, uh, let's, I guess we, I, I will just say now we, we know that MSU football, in case anyone's tuning in for this had a commitment, we will talk about it next week, <laughs> um, or, when we've collectively chilled about Syracuse being,
0: we're going to look at our listener statistics and it's just going to careen off a cliff at this point. If we're not talking about MSU football commits,
1: what are we even doing here? Guys?
0: A teenager
1: said he wants to play for my team. Oh, I love that. Uh, anyway, anyone got any other thoughts on the, the brackets? Uh, should we congratulate Tom
0: Izzo? He officially lived on. In the uh in the tournament streak, Duke has fallen. In fact, it's, initial, it's official now. They declined an invitation to the NIT. They're done for the season. Uh and Izo stands alone uh as active as active coaches with an active streak. Um,
1: I, I'm curious if the NIT ends up happening, because they're not alone in the automatically declining. Xavier um, declined. Yeah, there's been a couple. I think St. John's or St. Joe's did. Uh, How how could you make the kids go there? After the season they've had, after not seeing family, like how could you make them go to a tournament in Texas, of all places?
0: So they're doing it in a bubble? They're not doing the normal home court type of thing that the NIT does?
1: Yeah, well, they're doing a bubble in Texas.
0: That's the worst place to do a bubble. (laughs) Why would you choose that as your bubble location? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Let's go to the place doing it worst. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Is it so they can sell tickets and sell out the arena?
1: I guess. Is that why? But I don't know that there's going to be anyone who wants to go there. Woof. Anyway, this is more of an off Grand River thing. I I just thought I'd ask. it Like, I, you know, I don't. I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm frankly happy Duke's uh, streak is done. Um, I, I, I certainly don't wish it had ended the way that it did, obviously. Um, I wish they would have just lost on their own merits, but, you know, I'm always happy to see Duke not do well. I mean, they
0: did also lose on their own merits. They didn't. They lost their opportunity to win their way into the tournament.
1: Sure. They but were already of, oh, on the outside. Yeah. Yes, yes. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, but anyway, um, I... I, I will say I'm not going to dunk on Duke for not going to the, the NIT. No. Like any team that declines the NIT, it it's a consolation thing in a pandemic. Like uh, let your kids go home. Agree. So anyway, um, well uh, before we head off grand river to talk about two Ts, uh a quick word from our dear friend, Brandon Sands uh, who wants to let you know about mortgage rates. Greg, what is the latest on mortgage rates? They're not high. Indeed, they are low,
0: crazy low, but trending up a little bit. So do reach out to our friend, Brandon Sands. Dude has closed over 10,000 loans and works for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country in guaranteed rate. So much mortgage mentioning in MSU fandom these days. Guaranteed rate though, and Brandon Sands are the top. Brandon sets himself apart with a consultative approach. He doesn't make you put presented by Brandon Sands in your team name for all time. He <laughs> respects you. He'll give you a hell of a loan. So look him up. Rate.com slash Brandon Sands. That's rate.com slash Brandon Sands. Call him today. Can't Read, Can't Write brought to you by Brandon Sands Mortgage.
1: That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. All right, let's head off Grand River now, and we got to talk about Juwan. (laughs) Big Ten Coach of the Year, Juwan Howard, uh, gets ejected from a game.
2: Against Maryland. Got ejected.
1: Maryland for uh, two technicals, I guess, sequentially. They, like, or... Plum, maybe you know this. Can you just, do you just be like, I'm going to tee you up twice right now?
3: Yeah, I think they can
1: do that. I think they can literally just, uh, or I think it's like,
3: it's like you get the one and then you maybe have to wait a beat, you know? And then, oh, bam, second one.
1: Well, uh, it seemed that Juwan wanted to beat Mark Turgeon, uh, which is what led to the technical. Um, uh, Coaches are being cryptic a bit about what went down, but by all accounts or, or, or well, so there are a few accounts that are, that have happened. One is that, uh, according to Juwan Howard, um, he had gotten outside of the coach's box and Mark Turgeon tattletailed on him and complained about it to the refs. And Juwan Howard, uh, sniped something back to the effect of where you're really going to do that. And claims that Mark Turgeon, stepped towards him, which then led Juwan to make many more steps towards Mark Turgeon in a, uh, in a very confrontational manner. Words were exchanged. Um, it was, it's been, people have said they overheard on the, um, on the broadcast that it was to- Mark Turgeon said to Juwan, you better not hang a banner. Those things just come right back down or something to that effect. Um, which is a, which is a slight, I mean, oh, that, that's fine. It's, it's, it's a good chirp, right? Like that is, if you're going to throw words at Juwan Howard, that's, are there better?
0: Um, and, and Juwan in his press conference in defense of himself said, quote, I was raised by Chicago. I grew up on the South side. When guys charge you, it's time to defend yourself, especially when a grown man charges you. That right there, I went into defense mode for getting exactly where I'm at. That's not the right way how to handle the situation. When you come and charge someone, I didn't charge him. So when he charged me, I reacted.
3: Um, the video does seem to back that up. Uh, the video does seem to back up Turgeon, Turgeon, all five foot, six inches of whatever, making a pretty aggressive walk. Toward Howard. But what's funny is Howard's already over there. He's already in Turgeon's coaching box. It just it doesn't make any sense. So like. so The
0: charging happened. There's <laughs> like. The, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. The, the video doesn't back it up because it would back it up if John Howard were still on his side
3: of the court, which he was not. Right. But I, I'm just saying he he does. He very clearly does. Like he's watching him and then he just kind of like. Yeah, he starts to. Pump his hand like he's pointing down at the ground or like pointing at him. Turgeon, like so they're now they're getting into it and he's walking toward Howard. But you know, Howard is seven feet tall. The guy's just looking down at him, kind of like, oh really, Junior? You're gonna you're gonna square <laughs> yeah. off right now? Yeah, so, Mark
0: Turgeon. Well, you know, you know how it is. When Mark Turgeon says something, he I get so mad. I just got so mad with Mark Turgeon. You know how Mark Turgeon gets it? He gets me so mad. I just get so upset. Oh, that Mark Turgeon. Oh.
2: But, you know, for all the this people. Is good
3: this is really <laughs> great content. But for all the people who consistently just jam on Izzo for being too aggressive, yelling at his play, and, and how are people spinning this? Juwan Howard is. Defending his team. Oh, please, you're defending your team. It's garbage. No, you're a, you're, a, you're a child. You have no maturity. How many times, for all the Tom Izzo haters out there, how many times has Tom Izzo been teed up, let alone ejected, because he went into an opponent's coaching box and threatened him, tried to fight him, Bruce, enticed Bruce. him to battle? I mean, this is insane.
0: Yeah, I mean this is ridiculous. Like this is unacceptable. I don't think I've ever seen Izzo yell at an opposing coach. In ever. fact, in fact he
3: goes out of his way. Out of his way. This is like to acknowledge is... and appreciate the opposing teams and the opposing coaches always goes out of his way to Indeed. acknowledge this. I mean my take on this is that
0: like Izzo probably shouldn't go as hard at his players as, as he has in the past. Similarly, Jawan Howard, this is unacceptable behavior. Like this wouldn't be allowed in a, you know, Jawan Howard is at work. This wouldn't be allowed in a workplace. This is just some, I mean, this is the like embarrassing toxic masculinity part of the sport. Yep.
3: That's exactly
0: it.
1: Also, uh, Mark Turgeon did say, you know, made reference to the fact that he had, he complained about something related to Jawan Howard to the league offices that you know to make them aware of it i don't look it may well be the coaching box which on the one hand i'd say don't be such a narc mark turgeon but on the other hand as a spartan i happen to know that juan howard likes to run out of the coaching box just out <laughs> of on the, the floor break so yeah. you know what maybe he should get a double technical more often we did talk about on the pod or maybe we talked you and i talked about a plum offline that that it is a little absurd that, that what Juwan Howard did when Cassius Winston had that fast break wasn't ejectable. Yeah,
0: we talked about it at the time.
1: Yeah, I it, like it, that is I think we said something about Juwan Howard having a, a cheat code. because um, <laughs> it, it 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 actually Hey Juwan, you're good at cheating. Uh the it it just I mean I do I do have a hard time giving you're not wrong about anything about Juwan Howard, but Mark Turgeon. Like, really? That's that's your complaint? Like, I'm with Juwan on that of, oh, of you're gonna please. complain about the coaching box? Who cares? But
0: Mark Turgeon, yo, oh, he makes me so mad at Mark Turgeon. Whoa oh, just gets could just scared. get boiled up. Boy, get oh, I get boiled. Oh, like boiled Mark Turgeon. oh he makes me so
3: upset. Oh I
0: just I just look at him, I get so upset. Oh, I gotta get thrown out of the game when I see
3: him! Uh, I don't. We shouldn't stop him. Keep doing this. Actually, let's give him another minute. Yeah, how much of this is gonna get cut? Uh, None of it's getting cut. It all goes in. You don't even know how to cut.
1: Anyway, well, it, it was it was not a great moment for the NCAA. Or, I'm sorry for the Big Ten and the Big Ten tournament, um, but the refs seemed to handle it. I was surprised at how quickly the the Big Ten office though said. Nothing doing here. NBD. It was handled in game, and that's good enough.
0: W- were you guys surprised by that? No, that's exactly what they're going to say. I'm not okay. surprised by that at all. I mean, uh, so now that we've talked about Michigan's embarrassing moment, should we talk about MSU?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so MSU, in um, wonderful PR fashion, uh, released a statement about an expanded partnership with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage owned by Dan Gilbert, famed MSU alum for being a billionaire and definitely quietly supporting some bigotry. Um, the, so the partnership... Wait, is that
0: a Detroit reference? Is that... Wait. Did,
1: he's a, he's a, he contributed to some campaigns that oh. some of us wouldn't love that he contributed to.
0: Okay, go ahead. Continue. Yeah.
1: Uh, so... Anyway, Dan Gilbert uh and, and Via Rocket Mortgage in Michigan State uh expanded their partnership and now uh Rocket Mortgage will be um increasing their visibility while at the Breslin Center, so they'll be getting some banners, uh clipboards will have Rocket Mortgage logos on them, Mel uh, Mel Tucker's headset at football games will have Rocket Mortgage uh, the Rocket Mortgage logo on it. Um, okay. What you're dancing around here is no, no, in I'm the
0: announcement. Oh my God, you are dancing. Is that in the announcement, it said that in at Breslin Center, MSU's basketball team will be known as the MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Yes. And people online took that to mean that the literal name of the team was changing. So I got harassed by two people at work about this and I had to make a light at it while silently not being thrilled at the same time. Then there was a retraction from the university that this is a, a standard well a clarification that this is a standard within normal processes uh presenting sponsorship not some not a renaming of the team.
1: So, for instance, I, we we are happy to rename the podcast for the record if anyone wants to become a presenting sponsor. That we, is a thing that's available.
0: MSU Spartans podcast presented by Preserved Homemade with Uh, with a tip of the cap to Brandon Sands. We'll take that to the bank. Uh, So, Plum, what did you think about this when it was initially announced, and what do you think about it now that there's been the clarification?
3: Uh, I thought it was distasteful and absolutely beneath our dignity as a program to be renamed. I guess I am less bothered now that it's only going to be announced. Obviously, Yahoo Sports... Got a hold of this and tweeted it out with the sensationalist headline. We all fell for it, as was their goal, because Yahoo is little more than clickbait. Really, I mean, all things. Actually,
0: Yahoo good. Sports and Yahoo Finance are pretty good. I kind of not, not really. the sports, not
3: the sports, <laughs> objectively not the sports. No, I mean, yours a case... distasteful one. You shit. My point is, it was. uh, You know, I'll just say Ooh. this: is I, so. I I was cleaning out the Jeep today, and I did not get to watch the uh, the championship game for the tournament, but I did listen. And I, the only feed I could find on my phone was Ohio state uh, IMG network. So I listened to the callers for that game and they referenced Ohio state as presented by rocket mortgage at least once in that game uh, or as a high level sponsor or something. I mean, it came up multiple times in the commercial breaks and in the play call. And so I'm like, listen,
1: you got to choose one. I'm sorry. I know you're, you have unlimited money. Money is nothing. But I don't
3: like the idea that I, I don't like the idea that you can be a presenting sponsor and we have to say Michigan State Men's Basketball presented by Rocket Mortgage when they're going and sponsoring other teams in the Big Ten. That at that level, that makes me very uncomfortable. I know that's naive and obnoxious, but I no, I,
1: I'm with you. That's the right place to put your outrage. I hate that.
0: Come on, Dan. Uh, Come on, Jay. You're both MSU alums. Make the right make the right call.
1: I I guess I, I think the here's a here's a way to maybe pivot the, the conversation, because I think a lot of of MSU fans started thinking about. Uh, or rather, I'll start with our sort of when we were talking about it, that our initial reactions were that part of what made it so distasteful and unpleasant was the notion that Bill Beekman was out there grabbing the bags and the players are not yet being paid for their name, image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as we have at times been uh, frustrated by him on the pod, let's not pretend that there isn't someone on this team who in particular could benefit from a rocket mortgage partnership. Hello. Um, but let's also do, not do, pretend
0: do, that that player is not performing in
1: such a way that would fine, 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 that fine. would
0: earn such a sponsorship, but, but whatever.
1: But do you, uh, I guess, the, the broader question I, I want to ask is, is there something, some foresight here in that it does do arrangements like this do deals like this actually when, and hopefully soon name, image, and likeness legislation is passed such that Michigan state players can start benefiting from their name, image, and likeness uh, do, do securing sponsorship deals like this in advance actually position the university in a better way to facilitate those arrangements for their players.
0: I'm not sure there's any correlation in this case, but
1: sure. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Okay. It, just I, something I, to think about. I don't, I think this sponsorship would happen even if there wasn't the upcoming Supreme court case that we're about to pivot to. Um, I think MSU and all athletic departments are going to take the sponsorships that they can get. I don't think it has much to do yet. With preparing students for name images like this, though I would expect Beekman to have a plan for this when it in- inevitably comes down, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is part of that grander scheme
1: hmm. yeah it it just seems to me that if nothing else uh, this stuff is important to mel Tucker um and uh, to your point, I gotta believe Bill Beekman is thinking about it and and that there are they're not going to be caught flat footed on this yeah. but Either way, you know, yes, uh, we all got sucked in by the headline. Not a big deal. It is largely about clipboards, earphones, and some banners, and maybe how the PA announcer introduces Michigan State yeah. when we're all welcome back at the Breslin Center. Yeah. Um, but related to challenging amateurism in the NCAA, uh, there is an important case in front of the Supreme Court, which we will do at a later date but it is the Alston case. Um, You may have seen it on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, but the, uh, and we'll get into a bit of what the specifics are, the challenge on a, on a future pod, maybe next week, the week after. Um, But the, what is, what is very fascinating about this case for those who are interested in doing a little digging on their own is that there are a number of former NCAA uh, administrators who have come out in favor of the athletes there are some athletes who signed uh, 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 briefs against uh, the challenge to amateurism who seemingly mm-hmm. were conned into signing those briefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most compelling that, that folks may not have picked up on is that the Solicitor General, which is the, the highest ranking uh, member of the Department of Justice who argues on behalf of the United States at the Supreme Court, the Solicitor General has cited or has, has asked permission to argue on behalf of student athletes in allowing them to have more access to, to income. That's a big and deal. That is a big deal. The Solicitor General is almost always hands down one of the best attorneys in the entire world, and they rarely, rarely, rarely lose. So it's a big deal. This is a huge case that's coming, and and could this isn't going to like blow the gates open on on what? Again, we'll get into it later on, but what student athletes will be able to get, but it is a meaningful and important step towards saying that what's going on here is not fully amateurism, mm. and so let's not pretend that it is. Yeah. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, with that, Plum, we have a sponsor. Tell me about. Preserved homemade, and just say some nice things about them.
3: I like
1: cookies.
3: (laughs) I like them a lot. I am known throughout the Midwest as a cookie connoisseur. Indeed. And folks have come to my house with the explicit purpose of tasting the chocolate chip cookies I've made for them. So imagine both my surprise and disappointment. When, whereupon tasting the chocolate chip cookies from Preserved Homemade, I learned that my chocolate chip cookies were, in fact, at best subpar. Inferior. Oh, so I don't want to tell you to eat Preserved Homemade because then I can't ever make cookies for you or anyone else again. But I also mm. deserve that people, I also believe that people deserve the best. And so I would encourage folks to check out Preserved Homemade. Uh, they are a goods and provisions store. They bring the tastes of home in the form of homemade treats. And I think uh, chocolate chip cookies for me at least, and maybe it's a pie or another baked good for you, but they are certainly the taste of home that I look for. So we encourage you. Go check them out on Instagram. Their page is at preserved underscore homemade. You can follow them on Twitter at preservedh. or head to their website at preserved-homemade.com. Those three handles are chosen because they're easily remembered because they are consistent. They each have the word preserved in them. And treat yourself or someone you love to some homemade goodness. That is preserved-homemade.com. And or on Twitter, preserved H. Chocolate. Most. 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 Most.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, let's head to Twitter questions. Uh, and <sighs> let's just get this over with. First up is CT and TC. How nervous will you be with Izzo's tournament streak on the line on Thursday? There it Great. is.
3: No, right. you know,
1: hold on a second. I'm going to let like, CT, how about this? How about you go ahead and try and just
3: defend Juwan Howard? And then you do that, and then we'll come back to you with your answers to your questions. Because I think until you've done that, we're not going to really spend any time on your questions. Mama Maple Leaf, you get Wait, introduced. No. To <laughs> no. Oh, you're actually gonna see. Now I want this to be on record. CT, that was Jones defending your honor.
1: So just let that you would make a note. All right. Favorite SNL sketch. Round Robin. Go.
0: Oh uh, I think Dear Sister, one of the early SNL digital shorts from The Lonely Island, might be my favorite SNL sketch sketch. Um or some of the uh, some of the old weekend updates.
3: Um, are you going to say Norm uh, McDonald?
0: Yeah, I think of course the, the old Norm weekend updates are probably some of my favorites as well.
3: I, I will say I love the Californians when you see Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig and uh, 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 Fred Armisen losing their minds. That's those are hysterical to me.
1: Um. I can watch Stefan clips <laughs> all the time yeah, uh, and, hard. and seeing I found out later on that uh, John Mulaney liked to uh, change the script on hater at the last second,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which led to the breaking from hater. Um, and you can tell when he really loses his mind that that gives me great joy. Yeah. Um Yes, there there are a number of other very good ones, though, that I would put in the running, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of Bill Hader love over here. Yeah. Um, next up, Mama Maple Leaf. You get to introduce someone to the phenom that is March Madness, but you can only show them one game replayed. Which one is it? This is a good question.
0: It is, yeah. What is y'all's favorite March Madness game you've ever watched?
3: uh i'll i'll tell okay i just because it's sentimental but i will say it was 2004 when we beat duke in the elite eight to go or 2005 when we beat duke in the elite eight to make it into the final four
0: that's fantastic that's a fantastic option i'm trying to think of like recent ones i'm gonna try to pick one that msu wasn't in there was oh. nova beating carolina at the last second that was a fantastic game um Oh, wasn't there an Ohio State game? Oh, I'm I'm trying to think. I mean there there are just so many. Just choose one at random. You know, the really what you need to do:
1: Lehigh is, beating Duke.
0: That was a fantastic game, but it was that wasn't even close, from what I recall. Really, what, the best part of the tournament is when you turn on one of those first round games, and there's four other games going and you can switch back and forth and all around. And then the basketball doesn't stop. To me, that's the magic of the tournament. The first round is the best part of it's the
1: tournament. So, to me. so much good basketball. Yeah. It's not an individual uh,
0: game, but that's what's best about the tournament to me.
1: I will say, you know, if I've got to pick it's biased by recency for sure. But, um, 2018, uh, goings over Zion, Yes, yeah. please. And thank you. Cash is For 20, I guess, clock. 20, 2019. Is that 2019? That'd be the 2019 tournament. Right. Cash just runs out the clock. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a, That was a crazy game. Um, yep. Uh, or uh, was it Lucius who had the dagger three over Maryland?
0: It was uh, where Delvon Rowe kind of like ducks underneath the pass from Draymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the game that Kaelin Lucas went down. And that could have been an entirely different tournament if he hadn't. So hell of a shot though. I mean, it, like those, yeah. Ugh. And from a guy that like the dribble of the ball between his legs, you know,
3: hmm. I don't know. That was bizarre.
0: Uh, uh, that's a reference it's a esoteric reference to uh, Corey Lucius did an interview with some like hoops magazine years later. And he, he was asked about why he got kicked off MSU's basketball team. And his answer was, Izzo doesn't like, didn't let me do things like dribble the ball between my legs.
1: That was his response. Very esoteric. And thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Next up is Raymond Chains. Which one of our beloved dill holes took a shot at his own basket during the Maryland? (laughs) Wait,
2: did this happen?
1: All right. So I, I mean, I can't. Dill holes. I can't. I can't be certain. Certain. But I am 99% sure that Aaron Henry went up for a defensive rebound. Forgot it was a defensive rebound. Thought he was doing a put back. And then realized like mid shot that he was doing. He was on the wrong side because he straight up put it back on the board. On our own side, like he forgot which side of the court he was on.
0: So you're telling me that Henry got the trots. And tried to take a shot. Yeah,
1: I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but he definitely put it back up. And it's like, what is
0: happening right here? So the answer, Raymond Chains, is our most beloved Dill hole this year.
1: (laughs) Uh, Raymond, back to his tricks. Would you agree that Tom Izzo is the greatest coach of the 20th century?
3: Plum. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it, uh, Raymond. The question is, what is he doing in the 21st? You know, And I'll tell you what he isn't doing. He's not getting two T's for trying to fight his uh, colleague coaches in the Big Ten.
1: Proud of him. Uh, would you consider it a betrayal to watch a game that didn't involve MSU at the Big House? You could always leave a puddle on your seat. Oh, I have.
0: Have you we- guys been to non-MSU games at uh, Michigan Stadium? Not since
3: college. Uh, If you count the soccer games, you know, they always have like international friendlies. They have
0: the, yeah, they have the Premier League games there occasionally. Um, As long as you're not rooting for Michigan, I don't have a problem with it. Did you pay for the ticket? No. Did you contribute to their revenue stream? No, I didn't pay for the ticket. It was handed to me by someone else who probably paid for the ticket.
1: I mean, those are the questions I would ask you, Raymond, but, uh, I mean, on, are you missing a Michigan state game in favor of watching an, a, a U of M game? Yes. These are, it is unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, these are the questions I have for you, but I mean, you went to watch football. That's fine on its face. That's fine. Uh, and, but uh, I, I have some and
0: questions. you know, leave a little doodle on the seat. Uh, Finally, from Raymond Chains by another name, this week on Behind the Scenes with Tom Izzo, Tom has to be reminded that he can't inbound the ball himself. Also, Tom recalls the winter of 72 when great-grandpa Izzo, <laughs> suffering from cabin fever, drank 12 shots of grappa in a night. Is that Did I pronounce that correctly? I've never heard of this before. Grappa. Grappa, grappa? yeah. Is this like you? Is this like, you know, have no. yourself some
1: it's Italian? Yeah, ah. it is Italian. it's a sweet wine. It's a sweet. Wine. Oh, yeah. I've had grappa once and. Uh, I would rather drink toilet wine from mm. a used toilet. Pooch. I hated it. Yeah. Hated it's, it.
3: It's it's strong. Hated it. It's strong.
0: What did you hate more uh, grappa or uh, watching that MSU Maryland game this week? What was worse?
1: Mm, I would rather watch MSU hoops any day.
0: You'd rather have Raymond Ta- Chains take a toilet in your mouth. Uh than, mm, than
1: either of uh, those, those are your words, not mine. Uh but while we're at it. Being, Tom being reminded that he cannot inbound the ball himself seems too just par for the course. So it's definitely Grappa. Grappa's the answer.
3: Yeah, I'll take Grappa as well. But again, Tom doesn't have to be reminded of that because you know, unlike some other coaches, he's never stepped on the court to try to interfere with play. Uh, and uh, and prevent a, an inbound from actually happening. So we'll go ahead and appreciate that from Tom. Uh, next up, at Maxwell Klitsky. Uh, huh, hope I said that wrong. Can you believe the committee snubbed Team X and let in Team Y? Favorite first-round matchup? Personally, mine will be Team A playing Team B.
0: Yeah, but no, Team B shouldn't be playing Team A. That's that, and that's that the was problem. a
3: complete flop. And that's the they problem. should be
0: playing Team X and Team Y should not even be in the tournament.
3: And how how uh, do we let
0: them in? Team according,
3: Y, according. Uh, you know what? This is funny. When you get worked up about Team A and B, you also sound like a certain coach getting worked up by uh, Turgeon. You know. <laughs>
0: I just get so mad about team Y and team A and B. I just get so mad. It makes me so.
1: I just
3: love that voice a
1: lot. I hate everything about this podcast. (laughs) I love it so much. And this
0: podcast hates everything about you. So GP Sparty asks, Jonesy, are we winning it all?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the answer is duh. I mean, again, can you point to me another team That has knocked off so many one seeds. That's it. It doesn't exist. That team does not
3: exist. We are that team. It might also
0: be true that no other team lost to Rutgers by 1,000.
3: It may also be true that no other team has lost to Maryland twice that's in the tournament. But that's
1: (laughs) neither here nor there. Greg, let's not pretend like when we lost to Rutgers by 1,000, we weren't coming off of COVID and... As Tom Izzo rightfully pointed out today, which I also know made some some people salty, oh. uh, he didn't realize that skipping games was an option.
3: Yeah,
1: here's so, a
0: listen, Tom. I love you, but you needed those games, my man. You didn't have the option of skipping. Oh, those
1: games. I disagree. Because if he had skipped that game, our net ranking would be better. <laughs> You what can't tell me that if we have skipped- didn't have the Ohio State and the Rutgers game immediately following the COVID pause, that our net ranking wouldn't be substantially
0: better. Oh, so he wanted to skip those games, not games at the end of the year. Uh, no, no, no. He's
1: not, he's not saying that he wanted to skip them. He's just saying he didn't realize that was an option, and some other teams have benefited from that decision. Well, I think because it is. I heard, I heard that a certain one seed is literally 500 since playing Illinois.
0: Yeah. Uh, Michigan, did you notice that basically no one took Michigan in the, in the broadcast? I mean, I, this seems like a team, this Michigan team, seems like a team that peaked like three weeks ago to me.
1: Well, um, I mean, in fairness, I, I do. I, I think we should all get on record as saying that as much as we don't care for that university very much, Isaiah Livers is a hell of a player, and we're really yes. seeing him go down. Like, it is unfortunate. Yeah, I want to sincerely acknowledge that because he is a hell of a player and and it, it sounds like maybe it's a bit of a Langford situation and just all the empathy in the world and hope that he heals quickly. So
0: GP Sparty was not expecting his answer to go there. Uh, next up from Garver, the Garv. I'm going to skip this and actually go to the second one because we should do the prop bet last. Most bracket experts say to put one of the first four teams in your Sweet 16 Plum. Is MSU that team? Eyes emoji. Uh,
3: I I I think so. I don't know. I'm really um, yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to put them all the way through. So, of course, they're going to be in there. But I think so. I think so. And if it isn't us, it will be UCLA. How about that?
1: <laughs> I. That's probably a fair assessment. Uh, drake probably can't do it maybe drake but um
2: i think that's right
1: i think this is a final four team we this msu team is clearly shown they are at their best when playing high level competition under a tight time frame Mm -hmm. spot the lie spot the lie yeah i just
3: that oh one game rest oh god that makes gives me that like the cramps
1: those like severe cramps you know uh, all right, prop bet for the week: MSU's fans' average heart rate at 6:30 Eastern Time when we had not yet been declared whether we were in the effing tournament or not, versus the number of fouls that Bo Borowski called against MSU this season over under 120.5. You know, all he, right, Jonesy, open up. He did it. Open again. up
0: the Apple Watch and go back to 6:30 p.m. and tell me what your heart rate was, because we. We were exchanging text messages and I felt compelled to call you to make sure that you were okay around that time.
1: (laughs) You said, do you, would it make you feel better to listen with Zill and I? Uh, the, I, so a a note about Bo, by the way, um, it seems that. (sighs) Plum, you, you and I talked midway through the Maryland game. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, can we talk about the technical for a second, the technical Izzo got? Sure. So I know we have a, a listener and a friend of the pod who is not a fan of coaches ever taking technicals. Okay. But the uh, the free throws at the half were 16-3 to yep. for Maryland. Ends up being the fouls nearly evened out by the end of the game. Is there such thing as a good technical? Because... Izzo did give, and he clearly, it got to his players. Like, it's very clear that something went wrong from a coaching. He didn't keep them focused, right? Like, the officiating got in their heads. But the fouls did even out. You're an official. Is there a good technical to take? Um. It really, it's, yeah, yeah, yes. I think there can
3: be. I don't think it's always yes. I, I do think absolutely there can be a good technical to take. I'm trying to think about the who do we just see? Who do we see? Was it Illinois when we beat Illinois? Their coach took a tee and they went on like a nine-point run. Caught right up, Holtz. No, uh, no, you're thinking of Ohio State. Ohio Ohio State. Thank you. Uh, I thought that was really effectively done. I you you know you take it that close to the end of a half, you're not really doing yourself a service. But Izzo doesn't react
1: like a coach in that instance who's doing it strategically to get his team riled up, and Holtman certainly did. Uh, is- do you think did- that gets an official's head though? Like that, Izzo has lost it on me. Like re- for even for Izzo has really lost it on me.
3: Yeah, well, so and I, you know, Izzo has a mixed bag on technical fouls. Again, because he doesn't do it to rile his team up, he he really does it when he actually perceives that there's an issue. And and again, Izzo has historically had a very good relationship with all of the officials. I mean, he because he's he, consi- he acts consistently. He acts unto himself. So any he does not he doesn't target officials. I've seen him have a great word with some of the worst officials in the league, namely uh, 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 Jim Burr, who is absolutely atrocious. And yet Izzo liked Jim Burr. You know, Izzo liked Hightower. Called Hightower out on Hightower's last game at Michigan State. And that was after many, 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 many uh, seasons with Hightower, a distinctive bias against Michigan State. So my, my only point is Izzo acts consistently. It doesn't, it's not in anyone's service. He doesn't do it to rile his team up. And I think when he does take a T, and especially that close to halftime, I think the in fact had to be to send a message to Bo, you you have to go in there at halftime, and you guys have to figure this out. And you know, I'm sure he probably. I mean, we will get the the coaches will come to our locker room from time to time. They're not supposed to. It's really more of an optics thing in the in the NCAA on the field. You know, if a coach approaches a referee at halftime in soccer, it's a yellow card automatically. We have to they got to wait until we're in the locker rooms or they got to, you know, ask to come see us and we can kind of talk about it. My point is um, I would be surprised if they didn't talk at halftime or if someone from Michigan state didn't go to the referee's locker room, but like, Hey, an emissary, like what, what in the fuck is going on right now? Because the the balance was completely out of whack. And to your point, they, they normalized it a little bit, but I think it, it was too late.
1: Yeah, apparently Graham Couch wrote an entire article defending Bo Borowski and saying that the, the fouls were legitimate uh, because he went back and reviewed all the foul calls. But I feel like you have to review all the calls and not calls to do a decent article on that. Just saying. Yeah, I think that's probably true. was anyway, a little uh, bit of a fatal flaw in the approach to that article. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Greg, to answer Just your question, I I'm I probably was at, uh, I'm going to take the over. On both ends, yeah,
0: yeah. Garv, uh, maybe you're tired of the praise, but you done it again, buddy. Yeah, he, as Plum was saying earlier, and I spoke over him. No, he he he's he has a gift.
3: All right, uh, who's up next? Last, uh, go ahead. The real upper deck trick guy. He's got three <laughs> questions for us. Okay, UDJG. First, when does Jonesy go on vacation from the pod so I can listen again? He's
0: <laughs> never happened jonesy has never taken a pod off i've taken two and of course plum late later entry later t- uh, i've
1: still taken at least two if not three
0: yeah but
1: uh to answer your question that uh, protect your guy it, good news for you uh i will be missing one maybe two pods in april when i am backpacking the grand canyon so uh you will be able to enjoy two weeks of sportsless content at your leisure. However, we will be talking a lot about referees and public health.
3: So I hope you all enjoy and tune in exclusively for that content.
0: <laughs> it is gonna make me so mad! Next from the Evernet jerk guy.
3: Uh, Plum, what did you think about Gabe Brown's game? Listen, i I'm, I'm loving Gabe Brown. I want more from him, but frankly, Gabe Brown on a terrible night is still better. Well, maybe not objectively or empirically better than Rocket Watts on a good night, but in my heart, so I would take Rocket I'd take Gabe Brown on a bad night any day of the week. I just well, he he he, so- he looks affable. He looks he takes it seriously. You see the emotion when he isn't doing well. He he moves the ball. He's he gets himself into places where Rocket has never been on a basketball court, which is namely within three vertical feet of the hoop. So I just, I love that. I love that about Gabe Brown. Uh,
1: Gabe Brown at uh, Maryland did play 14 minutes. He went one for two from the field with a missed three pointer and a dunk. Uh, It seemed like Gabe Brown was getting going early, but I, you know, it didn't panic. I think the the secret sauce to Gabe is that he needs to be active on the boards. If he's Mm -hmm. not active on the boards, the rest of his game just doesn't seem to flow.
0: And indeed, he had zero boards, zero yes. assists, zero rebounds. Well, that's a board. Zero anything other indeed. than two points.
1: Watts did done. have four rebounds, four assists, but did also couple that with four turnovers. <laughs> so. And finally, Jonesy from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Gun to your head.
0: Mad Dog 2020 or Jaeger?
1: Jaeger. That's easy.
0: I don't again. Just like with uh, what was it before that was uh, mentioned, I don't know what Mad Dog Twenty Twenty is. Do you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I, Grappa,
0: Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, and Grappa.
1: Let me see here. Um, it is. It's a it's a wine. It's a juicy, luscious fruit infused wine. Mm. Mm. uh md 2020 oh i need to say that i'm of legal drinking age yeah so uh these are special um but (laughs) yeah jaeger jaeger's the answer it it might be garbage but i know what the garbage is there it is i don't need orange jubilee 2020 hey
0: you keep your hands off the orange jubilee 2020 by mad Dog. All right.
1: Get also, zesty with fruit surgeries. <laughs>
0: okay. Jaeger is like truly one of the strangest alcohols. Um, which I, I didn't appreciate at the time, but I've grown to appreciate uh just how weird it is. Uh okay. Uh that's it. Uh for this week's episode of Can't Read, Can't Write. Uh guys, anything that we missed? Anything you want to cover? Any uh did Mark Turgeon make you upset today?
3: I'm just. I just. I want. I want the fans to know what I'm going to sound like if we lose to UCLA on Thursday, correct?
2: Oh, that UCLA makes me so mad! Oh. <laughs> All
1: right, gentlemen, go green.
2: <laughs> go
0: white. Go right,
1: white, Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
0: <laughs> no, you did the thing at the end. Boo. <laughs> uh. <laughs>